Blog Talk Radio. right in the middle of my show both times. So last night I tempted, you know, I set a show up for, for last night and I had it all set up and ready to go. And, and the song's playing again. Um, and, uh, and so I had it all set up. <laughs> and, uh, and the lights went out just like five minutes before, before, before the broadcast. 
And so I said, okay, well, if they come back on, then I'll go ahead and do the show. They came on, they went off again. So, like, what I did was I cut I cut last night's show short because, um, you know, I didn't want it, the same thing to happen that happened, you know, um, um, Monday. So, but it seems that Georgia Power has got its act together. So we are back in business, and that's a great thing. It's great to be able to broadcast uninterrupted. And so without further without further ado, let's get this party started. What is – how do we start off the show? Yeah, we do. We started off this way. It is February. Wow, February already. 18, 2015, United States of America, planet Earth. Third planet from the sun. And I am your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Where shall I begin? Shall I begin? Yes. Well, here's what we're going to start with, because this the, the, the latest news is that Obama has thrown up, um, has dropped an op-ed in the L.A. Times. President Obama's foreign policy, especially as it relates to dealing with radical Islamic terrorism, is a complete and total disaster and a joke that proves he neither has the brain power or the fortitude to deal with threats posed by groups like ISIS. And who, I mean, who would have, I mean, of course you can predict it. The guy is incompetent. Uh, he's good, you know, if if we were the type of country that, that, that needed a figurehead to stand out and pose, then, yeah, Obama would, would be one of the people that would probably be good at that sort of thing. Whereas you'd have like a, like, like a queen, like the queen of England, you know, she's the, she's the face of, of the British empire of the UK, but the governing is done by that's right parliament so they actually do the work and then there's parliament and then there you know and that, that whole works but the queen is the face obama would be i guess okay as the face of america but in terms of actually doing the job and getting things done obviously he's completely and utterly out of his depth he's good at campaigning he's good at running his mouth but you know, a lot of guys are good at that. That's how we get the ladies, you know, looking good and running our mouth. He's good at that. So, but but as a commander in chief, as a chief executive, he's been an utter disaster. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the commander in chief of the greatest military force on earth and the leader of the free world really said this. In an opinion piece the president authored for the L.A. Times, he makes it clear he has no real plan for destroying these evil, murdering barbarians, going so far as to say, we can't, and I quote, we can't simply take out terrorists who kill innocent civilians, end quote. He actually said that. Those are the words that he put down on paper. You can't, you can't 
kill terrorists who kill innocent civilians. I'll, I'll read the whole thing. You know, the, the sentence, the, the paragraph. In the face of this challenge, we must stand united internationally and here at home. We know that military force alone cannot solve this problem, nor can we simply take out terrorists who kill innocent civilians. We also have to confront the violent extremists, the propagandists, the recruiters, and enablers who may not directly engage in terrorist acts themselves, but who radicalize, recruit, and incite others to do so. End quote. What the president is really saying here is that there is no military solution to radical Islam. We have to find a political answer to end violent extremism if innocent folks are murdered in the process. It's unfortunate, but we shouldn't worry about avenging or getting justice for those individuals because, well, that just wouldn't solve the problem. And of course, I totally disagree. But Obama's handlers, folks from the State Department, believe that, well, you know, what we really need is a jobs program. We really need to, to find a solution to stop, to, to, you know, to, to prevent radical Islam from taking hold. Folks in the Middle East need jobs. They need to, they need to have something to look forward to. They need employment. We need to help foster a jobs <laughs> a jobs program in the Middle East. Oh my God. This is what it's come down to in Obama's universe, in the Obama government. This is what we have to look forward to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, when, I, when I read on Facebook that a State Department spokesperson was actually going out saying, who actually said that, those words came from this individual. I couldn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Well, I, I said, uh, you know, maybe, maybe she, maybe she was misquoted. You know, maybe her words were taken out of context. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Um, and then Obama went on to say that violent extremists have legitimate grievances. And that he suggests using a democratic process. This dude's got to go. I mean, how many months does he have left? Because I'd like to count it down in, in months. And then, and then weeks. Before, he, before he's gone. State Department spokesperson doubles down on jobs for terrorists. Her comment was, the argument may be too nuanced for some. And she also stated that Bush said it too. 
Does anyone listening to the sound of my melodious voice doubt that President Bush would have gotten that ass by now? That ISIL would have been running for the hills? That Bush would have stomped that ass? Does anybody doubt that? Yes, Bush had his flaws, he had his faults, we all know what they are. But we don't doubt that President Bush would have committed wholesale destruction and mayhem on ISIL. We have something called the Daisy Cutter. We've got Puff the Magic Dragon. Have you ever heard of these two aircraft? Oh, did you even know that I was talking about aircraft? The Daisy Cutter Bomb. It is the closest thing to a nuclear weapon short of an actual nuclear bomb. You drop that thing, it is as big as a house, or at least a very large truck, maybe a small ranch-style home. It's pretty damn big. And you drop it by parachute. And when it hits, it actually doesn't hit the ground. It explodes in the air, and it makes a giant crater. I don't. I suspect that my man and yours, George Bush W., wouldn't be just talking about a jobs program and legitimate grievances for terrorists who burn children, men, women alive while they're in cages. He wouldn't be talking about a jobs program for that. He would put Puff the Magic Dragon out there, a big C-5 Galaxy or C-130 with those huge Gatlin guns that fire a thousand rounds per second, not minute, second. And he would have laid out some, some ass. Eh, maybe I could have found a better way to say that. But nevertheless, damn. How embarrassing is this? How embarrassing is it? Obama says that violent extremists have legitimate grievances. He should be, I tell you what, I don't know. Impeachment, it's too late for that. I mean, when, 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 the, the guy is a disaster. He is a clown. He's an imbecile. But you know what? I love it. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because I'm an American and he represents the United States of America. He is the president of the United States. But you know what? This sets things up for later on down the road. America, we can't, America, we're not a bunch of candy asses. We're, we're not a bunch of punks. We're still tough shit ass kickers. And we pride ourselves on that. And this guy, has turned America, or, or the perception of the United States of America, that we're, that we're a bunch of sissies, that we'll be pushed over. Hillary Clinton feels the same way. She, she stated something similar a few months back where she stated that we need to understand where these terrorists are coming from. We need to, we need to feel their pain. She didn't actually say that, but she said we, you know, we need to understand you know, where they're coming from. You know, this is a liberal view. You know, if these guys had their way, 
Obama would be hosting a summit with ISIL sitting at the table. Yeah, um, yeah, I know that uh, I don't want to do his voice because I can't stand the sound of his voice. And it's even worse when I try to do his voice and it's coming from me because then I start to I can't stand me either. So and I got to be here with me for, you know, the next 30 years. So I kind of want to like me. So I won't do his voice because then I won't like me because I don't like him or the sound of his voice. So I won't do his voice. But basically, he wants to sit at the table, him and Hillary, with, with with radical Islam, with ISIL, and have a little chat about jobs programs and how we can better understand. And of course, one of the ISIL or ISIS guys will get up, make make the little pansy-ass president of ours kneel, and chop his head clean off. Because that's what happens when bullies spot a mark. We've all seen it. We've all heard about it. It's hap- it happens in grade school. It happens in high school. It happens in life. When a bully finds weakling, he doesn't show mercy. He doesn't say, uh, yeah, well, let's sit down and let's talk it out. You know, I want your lunch money. And I'm willing to kick your ass to get it. But, you know, we can talk about a more pleasant exchange of your lunch money from your hand to mine without me stomping you into the ground. But I'm still going to take your lunch money because you're a punk. And you're a weakling. And you can't defend yourself. Or you refuse to defend yourself. So I'm going to get that lunch money. It doesn't matter how I'm going to take it from you. Whether it's going to be bloody or whether, you know, you're just going to hand it over. When we, this is the guy we have in office here. Look at him. Look at his face. Look at Obama's face. He is, he's, he's not a man that you, that you want to, that you think, okay, you know, this is a tough guy. He's got the most powerful military in the world, although he is taken out a few of our teeth. You know, and he he's drawn us down, but we're still the most powerful military on earth because not because of so many men and weapons, but because because of how we're bred as Americans. We're ass kickers, and that's just the way it is. All of us. So, except for him. So, <laughs> you know what? I got I got I got to tell you, man. Look at the guy. Look at the guy. I mean, a lot of folks talk about Vladimir Putin being a bully and being, you know, uh, you know, brutal. And but look at the man. You know, I'm gonna. I, I said this to someone the other day when they were saying to me, you know, I, and I taught it. I, I I compared Vladimir Putin to President Obama. And, you know, I was chastised by this individual because they were saying, well, you know, Vladimir, Vladimir Putin is a communist. You know, he, 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 he hurts his own people. He does this or he does that. And I explained to the young lady, I said, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, he's a bad guy. You know, he, he, he's not a great guy. You know, he's a bad guy. But here's the thing. It's inherent within men, especially type A men like myself. That we respect a tough guy. 
We respect a strong guy. We respect real men. We look up to them. Even though Vladimir, you know, is kind of, you know, evil a little. You know, we, we like that kind of, you know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to let the secret out right here and now. We like that kind of stuff in men. We like it. It's cool. We dig it. And I'll tell you what, when you're a real man, you cannot help but have respect and gravitate toward other real men. So look at Obama's face and look at the punk that he is. Take a look at Vladimir Putin. You know, are these folks, I, I strongly suspect that a Soviet citizen could parade his communist ass right down the middle of ISIS Main Street and he will not be touched. He could he could have a Quran in his hand and 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 take a match to it and burn it right in ISIL's face and 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 sashay his socialist communist Marxist ass right down Main Street, ISIL Main Street, right down <laughs> wherever that street is, and he won't be touched. Because ISIS, ISIS, ISIL knows that Putin does not play. Putin does not play. Holy hell would be unleashed on ISIS if one Soviet head were harmed. Now, Putin, he can kill as many as he wants. It's all good. It's just like the N-word. We can say it, but you can't. All right? So Putin can knock off, you know, so many hundreds or thousands of his own citizens, but you better not mess with one. No, 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 no. Don't. I suspect, you know why? Because Putin will lay it down. Just like the Jordanian president is laying it down right now but do you think that you do you think for a moment that obama will suit up lady michelle is in the house cal living's there do you think that obama will strap up no no because you look at him he probably weighs 160 170 pounds he's got big giant dumbo ears he looks like a strong wind will blow him over. He talks like a candy ass. He will get his ass kicked. And that's what's happening to the United States of America. We have lost. We have lost our leadership. You know, guys like Reagan, they come around once in a while. I heard folks were saying, well, if Ronald Reagan were here, no, there's not going to be any more Ronald Reagans. Not for a long time. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with right now. President Barack Hussein Obama. 
How can, how can we combat the recruitment and propaganda being spewed by these individuals if we aren't willing to call them what they are? In case the president is completely clueless, which he is, these folks are radical Islamic terrorists. So, of course, a long, long-term strategy for defeating these groups has to contain more than a high body count. But you know what? It's got to, it's got to, it's got to contain a high body count, but it's not going to be that alone. Yeah, we've got to change, we've got to win the hearts and minds. We've got to do that. And maybe later on down the road, some liberal candy ass will throw out a jobs program. How many of you, I mean, let me put this spokesperson's uh, uh, theory into context for you here in, here in the United States of America. In my hometown and in several other cities back in the mid-90s, we had a program. There was a program enacted, paid for by the city of Chicago. I'm speaking specifically about my hometown of Chicago on the south side. Other cities uh, enacted this program for a very short period of time. But in my hometown of Chicago, gang warfare was running rampant. For example... If you're driving down 79th and Halsted, which I frequently did, you had your lights on, and you're driving, and it's dusk, and you notice a car coming toward you that doesn't have its lights on. So you flash your lights to let them know that perhaps they forgot to turn their lights on. Hey, you know, it's a courtesy. Well, gangs... Gang members would play a game. If they did not have their lights on and an oncoming car flashed their lights to let them know that, you know, maybe they forgot to put their lights on, then that car was targeted. And they would unleash their weaponry on the oncoming car and just shoot at it. So that was just one of the problems we were having on the south side of Chicago. So what the liberal intelligentsia, well, they came up with a solution to that problem. They said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with this program called Midnight Basketball. And we're going to get police and firemen together, and we're going to pay them a little extra to host midnight basketball sessions where they will gather up, you know, they'll, they, will, they, will, they will put the word out, that if you come into the, this this or that particular gymnasium at exactly midnight, we're going to play a friendly game of basketball. And there'll be refreshments. Hamburgers, hot dogs, Coke, soda, you know, all that good stuff. And so they would get a few kids coming in after midnight or around midnight to play basketball. Of course, the idea was the best way to get a young hoodlum off the streets after midnight was to give him a basketball. A young black man, well, 
let's see if we can distract this young black hoodlum. This is my take on the whole midnight basketball thing, by the way. Let's just get this young black hoodlum off the street by distracting him with a basketball. How racist is that? And, of course, it was an utter failure. And the president of the United States at the time (laughs) was George Bush Sr. And he was at the tail end of his presidency, and he cut out the Midnight Basketball Program. And black folks were hooping and hollering all over, saying, you cut out our black program, our midnight. But you know what? It didn't work. It was never going to work. First of all, you can't get enough of them in a on a basketball court after midnight to keep them distracted and kind of wear them out. You know how you get your little kid and you and you want to wear him out, so go to bed early. That's what they were trying to do. So they wouldn't make it. So they wouldn't go out robbing and and, and stealing and raping. Well, so this is what. I made a long story, but this is what liberals are trying to do, are are saying with with, with ISIS and ISIL and and terrorist groups. Well, if we just give them a job, it'll all be good. I don't know. It sounds absurd, doesn't it? It just sounds absurd. What do you think? The call in number is 347-884-8500. This is a liberal mind at work, my friends. Liberals. It's embarrassing. My main man, G-Ski, is on tonight, right after me, 9 p.m. He's back, yes, indeed, on Wednesdays. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break, kick off his promo, and then we'll be back in a few minutes. A couple of minutes. You're on Yeah, the doctor, Dr. C. Robert Jones. We'll be right back. What's crack-a-lackin', my peoples? What's crack-a-lackin', my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It. And that's how we do it, live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack-a-lackin'? What's crack-a-lackin'? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lackin'. Cheesecake. What's the crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crackin'? Well, as crackin', man, as everybody else. But everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'? Cheesecake, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lackin', Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking? What's crack a lacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crack a lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to live and direct with G Ski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lackin' and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. 
Hello, and welcome to How Smart Is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And now, here's your host, G. Ski Rock! Thank you, thank you. You are too kind, thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How Smart Is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And of course, here's our guest, here's our player. Let's everybody welcome President Barack Hussein Obama. Hello everybody, welcome to the show. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. Welcome to How Smart Is Your President? Testing the Intelligence of President Barack Obama. Our player for today, of course, the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. Now, we went over the rules backstage. The game is very simple. We're going to ask you a series of questions, and you hit the fancy fancy buzzer to answer the question. And we're going to start off right now. Question number one. How many states make up the United States of America? Uh, I've now been in 57 states. I think one left to go. Sorry, Mr. President. The answer to the question is 50. 50 states make up the United States of America. Next question. Name one European country. Compared to countries like Europe? Sorry, Mr. President. Europe is not a country. Sorry. Uh, Next question. What is one of the treatments for asthma? A breathalyzer. Or an inhalator. Not a breathalyzer. Sorry, Mr. President. You meant to say inhaler. Inhaler was the answer that you were looking for. All right. Next question. Okay. As the President of the United States of America... Recite for me the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The, uh, I, I guess, I, I, hold on a second. So, so, uh, so all I'm, all, all, all I, I'm sorry, wait, 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 don't, don't, don't start, don't, hold on. Sorry, Mr. President, time's up. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution states as follows. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, something that you clearly know nothing about. Anyway, moving on, last and final question, Mr. President. Name the Mexican holiday in the month of May. The Cinco de Cuatro. Sorry, Mr. President, that was the wrong answer. You said four of five. The answer to the question is Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. That is the correct answer, and you are wrong again. Well, that's all the time that we have, folks. 
I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next time when we play How Smart Is Your President? Testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. I'm your host, G.C. Rock, and I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all.
to the family quarters of the White House each night, laughing his head off at the electorate. Us. And yet, at the same time, being utterly convinced of his own rightness. After all, he won. Twice. If he's so dumb, how come he's president? As Yavel Levin noted in a post over at NRO after his after Obama's State of the Union speech, Obama acts as if the electorate had not just delivered his party a crushing rebuke in an election in which he said quite quite clearly that while he may not have been on the ballot, his policies most certainly were. Not that he cares about what happens to the Democrats after he retires to a life of secret service, protected, taxpayer-supported, think tank-enriched, utter, I, well, indolence. But he appears to be living in a, a fantasy land of his own device, one in which he, Barry, remains beloved by the masses who didn't bother to show up at the polls. And isn't it any wonder that President Barack Hussein Obama's, in recent weeks, his poll numbers have gone up? In some polls, he's at 45. In others, he's 50%. The most striking thing about President Obama's State of the Union address was how thoroughly and concisely it was disconnected from the political moment. The president addressed the Congress. Congress he'll face for the remainder of his term, which is the most Republican Congress since 1929. 1929. But he didn't really speak to that Congress or to the electorate. He made no mention of the recent congressional election and offered no reason to think its results would change his approach to his own job. You know, he 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 be, instead, you know, he began by pointing to economic gains that suggest that 6 years after the end of the last recession, we may finally see the sort of growth that could merit being called a recovery. He then proceeded to propose more policies, giving the federal government far more power over community colleges, cutting taxes for families with two working parents, but not for those with a stay-at-home parent, levying new mandates on employers, designed to draw contrast with Republicans rather than to close distances or to... None of them will be enacted. It, it's just not going to happen. Obama is a clown, my friends. Have you ever heard the term be clowning? Be clowning. In, in, in the state of Wisconsin, not far from my hometown of Chicago, there's a clown college. It's called Clown College, where you can get a, a bachelor's degree in how to be a clown. 
one suspects that Obama would be summa cum laude, seat ace every course at the prestigious Clown College in northern Wisconsin. Be clowning is unbecoming for an American president. But for Barack Obama, the clown suit fits just fine. Our enemies are laughing. We are not. Now, what what you're hearing is from an article titled Obama the Clown by Ed Lasky in on the American Thinker website. I'll give you a couple of minutes to pull that website up. A couple of seconds. It won't take long. Anyway, it goes on to read, the past week has seen the latest manifestations of the disgraceful way Barack Obama has acted as president. During an interview with BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed, Barack Obama mugged for the camera. His full narcissism was on display as our selfie-obsessed president became the first American president to use one of those selfie sticks that have come to be increasingly banned in public spaces for their sheer obnoxiousness. Now, until this... Now, I'm I'm going away from the reading part and, and throwing in my own bit here. Until I saw a picture of this clown, Barack Hussein Obama, with a selfie stick, I had no idea such a thing existed. Did you? <laughs> Did any of you know that there was such a thing as a selfie stick? I guess from what I can see here in the picture of our clown president, he's holding a stick, uh, a pole. And I suppose it has his mobile phone attached to it. And I guess there's a little button you can press to take a picture of yourself. It takes a better selfie. Wow. Obama is a complete fool. There's video of this frivolous behavior that includes the inability to dunk a cookie into a glass of milk, trying on shades, drawing a picture of Michelle, sticking his tongue out, tossing an air basketball. Even the even the New York Times describes such behavior as humiliating. Yet Obama joked about his behavior by saying, YOLO. The hell does that mean, YOLO? You only live once. So, this is what happens when you hire a person solely based on the color of his skin and the fact that he can speak the English language without a Negro dialect. He's what was once, and probably still is, referred to in the black community as having the three essential tools for success in white America. They are as follows. Light, bright, and almost white. And if you have those three tools, those three, light, bright, and almost white, it was judged in the black community that there was a good chance that you would be a success in mainstream America, business and soul. 
Obama has those three, except he doesn't have the, the fourth thing that's really, really important, and that's called competence. Intellect. He doesn't have leadership. I can, I, I got, I'm running out of fingers here because I'm using my fingers when I did the light, bright, and almost white thing. And I had like three. But then I started with the leadership part and competence, and now I've got like five, and now I've got to go to the other hand. Come on. How embarrassing is it? I, 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 would, I would have to think that there are a lot of black folks in America right now just cringing at this behavior but won't admit it. Not for the world would they admit it. This guy, I mean, he is bringing the presidency of the United States down a few notches. I heard someone say to me that, well, you shouldn't say such bad things about Obama, the president. You have to respect the office. Those are in quotes. Quote, you have to respect the office of the president. Well, okay. But I don't have to respect the man who holds that office. You know, in in the United States Marine Corps, Young second lieutenants, 90-day wonders, of which I was once one. We have immense power for young 22, 23-year-olds. There are corporals and sergeants and staff sergeants who have been in for five, ten years. We come out out of officer candidate school and then later the basic school and go out into the the, the the fleet marine force and take command of a unit. We have a vast amount of power for such young men with such low rank. And we expect to be respected. And yet, guess what? We're respected on the surface. But we are told we're informed. It's drilled in our heads that we must earn that respect. Second lieutenant will only, the title second lieutenant will only get you so far. But if you can't earn the men's respect, you might as well pack your shit. Because second lieutenant won't mean a damn thing. And the same holds true for the presidency of the United States. If you can't respect the man, it's going to be hard to respect the title. And when your president, our president, is mugging for the cameras and doing really stupid shit, it's hard to respect him. I have very little respect for Obama because I met him more than once. And the first time I met him, he put his hand out to shake mine, and it was kind of warm and clammy. And his handshake was extremely limp, and he did not look me in the eye. He looked down. And immediately, any real man, any type A man who confronts such behavior, immediately judges that man to be a weak punk, a weak man. Not worthy 
of respect. And I judged him to be so back in 1998, long before he ran for the White House. So, the White House found out about the murder of Kayla Mueller. Immediately, Obama went out to golf a few minutes later. The display of narcissism and silliness took place shortly after the video was released by the same group that burned alive the Jordanian pilot. What did President Obama do? Mugged for the cameras and went golfing. Not even not even a, a cursory show of respect by staying your ass out of sight in the Oval Office or making an appropriate statement. Something along the lines of, we will find you and we will kick your asses into the Stone Age. Nothing. Just went out to golf, have a good time, enjoying being president and all the perks of, that, that come with that. But not actually doing the work. You know, and, and but he was elected twice, folks. Twice. So does that say more about his lack of competence or, or, or ours? Well, I don't know. We're coming to the end of the show. I do know that. And we're going to have to leave. But I'm going to head over to American Airways G-Ski Rock Show in just a few minutes. And I think you should too. And, you know, we're approaching nearly a million listens since 2010. Downloads, live listens, etc. Since I started this show in 2010 with only one listener, Beach Bum, God rest his soul, he's gone. I started this show with one listener, one. Every week I broadcast, there he would be in my chat room, just the one guy. Yeah, I miss him. But uh, I, I never knew anything about him other than his nickname in the chat room was Beach Bum. But I guess. Uh, I'm digressing. So I want to thank you all for listening. There's so many things you could be doing, and you chose to come in and listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. Thank you all. And uh, have a good night. And let's head on over to either the Exceptional Conservative or my main man, G Ski Show. I'm headed that way now. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky star To be living here today But the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away